Shastras. Not even to see a woman. <coughs> With the help of this knowledge and his intellect, he tried to control his lusty desires. But because of the force of Cupid within his heart, he failed to control his mind. Translation of repetition. As far as possible, as as far as possible he patiently tried to remember the instructions. He patiently tried to remember the instructions. Of the Shastras. Not even to see a woman. Not even to see a woman. With the help of this knowledge. With the help of this knowledge. And his intellect. And his intellect. intellect. He tried to control his lusty desire. He tried to control his lusty desire. Because of the force of Cupid. Because of the force of Cupid. Within his heart. Within his heart. He failed to control his mind. He failed to control his mind. I can take it in all languages. Why don't you learn that language? You want to take it? I can sit next to Sarvashakti. So I'm going to see the traduction that I said. You have a large Latin community, probably you probably have a regular picture. Pretty sincere, but the replies don't even understand what's being said. Report. Unless one is very strong in knowledge, patience, and proper bodily, mental, and intellectual behavior, controlling one's lusty desires is extremely difficult. Thus, after seeing a man embracing a young woman and practically doing everything required for sex life, even a fully qualified Brahmana as described above does not control his lusty desires and restrain himself from pursuing them. Because of the force of materialistic life, to maintain self-control is extremely difficult unless one is specifically under the protection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead through devotional service. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation third point to the Srimad Bhagavatam 6th canto, 1st chapter, 62nd text in the matter of the history of the life of Atunia. Somebody asked me this morning, what's the difference between the mind and the intelligence? And the mind kept remembering this lady that he saw in a half-naked position and lusty activities. It says here, with the help of his knowledge and his intellect, he tried to control these lusty desires and thoughts that were coming. So the intelligence is what controls the mind, tries to do it. But on the basis of knowledge, like the mind, suddenly a thought may come in the mind, which is angry or lusty or envious or something undesirable. And by based on knowledge, the intelligence can say this is not correct. This is not right. And if you're without control of your mind, you can push out the thought. Bring in the proper thought. This is what I want to do. But if your mind is too strong and keeps thinking, then you can also probably said one way of controlling the mind is by neglect. <coughs> Can just consciously say, I don't accept this. And pray to Krishna, this is not what I want. This is not who I am. This is some reflection of my previous karmas, my previous births, or something. And this is not what I want to do. And then consciously neglect, and then after neglect, you can hopefully bring back improper thoughts. 
by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Maybe some of you in your life have sometimes had to face an unwelcome thought. Have you ever faced that happening? <laughs> so, it's something we have to deal with, especially in Kali Yuga, because we're being bombarded with um, unwelcome kind of environments, which are not conducive for our Krishna consciousness. We purify our consciousness. And today I heard that the day yesterday, the, the Burukuli festival group in Atlanta, they're doing a, a Mandir, a Maha Marjana, super cleanup, fix up. And we sing every morning in our Guru Vastaka prayers that we have the Mandir Marjanado to clean the temple. And then the Gundicha Marjana, the same word as the Marjana, cleaning the temple of Gundicha before Radhyatra. Lord Chaitanya had all his associates cleaning the temple. And he gave the, the example was there that the temple was like Lord Chaitanya's mind. So at the end of the cleaning, it was so clean, like Lord Chaitanya's mind. All of us, when we clean the temple, it helps to clean our mind. <clears throat> Ambarish Maharaj was the emperor of the world. He used to go to the temple every day to clean it. So sometimes these little things uh, have something important. Also by preaching. The glories of the holy name. We get purified from offenses we make to the holy name. In the uh, seventh canto, Srimad Bhagavatam, I think it's fifth chapter, twenty-third verse or so. Sri Prabhupada mentions how in the teachings of uh, Uh, Prahlad Maharaj, when he gives the nine practices of devotional service as a suggestion to his father for what he could do to improve his life. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Vishnu. Of course, his father was always doing Smaranam, Vishnu, but it was a negative sense. Not always, but sometimes. So, his father, of course, got very angry. But that, in that purport, where it says, Shravanam Kirtanam, Prabhupada mentions that we should avoid the ten offenses when we chant. <coughs> he says that in case we uh, commit some offenses to the holy name, which probably will all be deluded in that time. Then it's recommended to chant certain prayers and glory of the Holy Name. And one of those prayers was the Rupa Goswami Krishna Namashtaka. Eight verses glorifying the Holy Name of Krishna. And those eight verses very systematically tell glorious glories, glories of the Holy Name. That's one way of getting uh, purified. One of the <coughs> important features of this prayer is how the holy name is addressed to as Nama Prabhu, as my dear holy name of Krishna, not as an it or that, <coughs> something impersonal. Also, that in the very first verse it says that all the Upanishads are glorifying you, my dear holy name of Krishna, and explaining how the impersonal Brahma Jyoti is emanating from your lotus feet. 
on face value, you would think that uh, the verses are glorifying Krishna and the uh, Vishnu and the Lord's feet of the Vishnu are emanating the Brahma Jyoti. But Rupa Goswami reverses the presentations of the glorifying the holy name. And from the holy name, the impersonal Brahma Jyoti is emanating from his lotus feet. Really bringing it home, at least to me, how the holy name is not different from Krishna. Whenever it tells the, the, the Shastras tell the glories of Krishna, they're telling us the glories of the holy name. <coughs> No higher truth than you, Lord Krishna. No higher truth than you, holy name of Krishna. Holy name of Krishna is also very much, as I said, a person. So we need to develop our personal relationship with the holy name. When we chant negligently, when we commit the different offenses to the holy name, we're offending the person, Krishna. It's like, like in some religions, uh, they also say, don't take the name of God in vain. <coughs> it's another kind of you know, inattentive or offensive chanting. <coughs> so, but Lord Chaitanya, normally that's why, apart from the priests, people wouldn't chant the holy names. They were so much afraid of making an offense. It's actually Lord Chaitanya giving us a special mercy that we can chant the holy name without offenses by following his instruction. So first we chant Sri Krishna Chaitanya then we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, So that's to get the blessings of Lord Chaitanya. When I preach a big candle programs in India, sometimes I go, and how many of you have cellular phones, and you have to dial some kind of code to get your area code or something to get your number. And then everybody nowadays, even in the big shop, I was a mobile phone. Modern age, fishermen call in and say, how big you catch one? I mean, everybody. It's just, the thing now is pretty cheap. You can get a uh, mobile phone connection in India for 100 rupees or two dollars. <coughs> Apart from the apparatus. So, everybody has it. So just like you're dialing your code, before you, you want to get in contact with Krishna, you have to con give your other code, the access code. So that's this Pakshatattva mantra. Get everyone to chant them. That's how we root our call. We're going through this particular company, this particular line. And the advantage of that is you get this special mercy from Lord Chaitanya. And this is what's going out on the internet. So, we need to be very careful when we chant. We need to chant. In fact, scriptures say that even if we do offensive chanting, it's better than not chanting at all. And by chanting Chaitanya's holy name, we diminish those offenses also. Unfortunately, Ajamil, he had no shelter. He showed he had this intelligence, he had this knowledge. He had his upbringing, he had his social pressure, but his lust was pushing him so much that Cupid got in his heart. Cupid was getting him with the arrows. Somehow he became very attached to the lady he had seen in the forest, in the street, the prostitute. 
friends together. So that was his downcoming. He tried to control with his intelligence, but he wasn't protected by Krishna. That's why we need the protection of Krishna so much. Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita, that this illusory energy of mind is so powerful, it's very difficult to overcome, almost you can say impossible. But if someone takes shelter of me, I cross them over this illusory energy. So Ajahnil in his early life, he didn't take shelter of Krishna. Therefore he fell down. But somehow accidentally, because maybe his culture, by some good fortune, because he was born in a Brahmin family, so he called his son Narayan. So in, inadvertently, and accidentally, he was taking shelter of the holy name of Narayan in his uh, advanced years. He had a, an older age, he had a young son, tending to be really affectionate to your youngest child. So always was calling him, eating with him, calling him, Narayana! Narayana! Come here! Narayana! Narayana! Let's go for a walk. Narayana! Like somehow he kept child calling Narayan and Narayan, and he liked to call his son's name. He made a point of calling Narayan. That's time to go to bed. So by chanting Narayan, he was getting terrified. Even he didn't know it. So that's anyway. But how what he was getting terrified from where he was, how he felt. This is the detail of his life. The holy name is very personal. Is a person is there to help us. Should be our constant companion. I heard that today was also the special day of uh, Ganges Puja or Ganges appearance in the Anjika and the Almanac. <clears throat> in the spiritual, everything is personal. And although the Ganges is a river and people don't consider rivers to be persons, but in India they consider them persons. And in India the Ganges is a very holy person. She's a sacred deity. She's, uh, <coughs> she's worshipped as a deity in India. The bona fide, not a speculated one. Inscriptions of her are in the scripture. She rides on a crocodile vahan, crocodile transporter vehicle. She's very uh, white in complexion, light green or white. She has light white green color clothing. Very shell lotus, a very merciful dimension in the Ganga Safari presentation, which I gave the night before last. We're reading from the Vijay Prabhu's book about the glories of Mother Ganges. And then there it quotes from the Skanda Purana. How in the age of Kali, the Yajna we know is the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And the austerity or tapa is to bathe in the Ganges. Hmm. <coughs> and how the Ganges purifies us in so many ways, it's beautiful. Right? I, mean, I just read about 30 of those verses, I couldn't stop. It was so wonderful, because we're in Varanasi, we're in front of the Ganges, we really... Lord Chaitanya, when he uh, took sannyas, 
He went from the Ganges side inland to the west. And he got to a place where there was a Tarkeshwar temple. Tarkeshwar? This is the temple near Bhopur. Tarkeshwar? There's two famous Shiva temples. So that he was going to this temple and then um, as he was starting his journey, all the children would be chanting Hare Krishna at him. <clears throat> but as he was going further away, not so many people were chanting Hare Krishna. So then he told Nityananda Prabhu that I'm feeling too much separation from the Ganges. I cannot go without uh, the Ganges. So he turned back and head to the Ganges. Then after a while people start chanting Hare Krishna again. So he asked them, why do you chant Hare Krishna? So we don't know. Because you're living nearby the Ganges. The breeze from the Ganges is bringing Ganges' liquid Krishna Prema. And the breeze from the Ganges brings that like perfume of liquid love of Godhead. And that inspires people to chant. We got a little bit too far away from the Ganges and it didn't have the same effect. So then um, he went to uh, back to the Ganges. Of course, Lord Nityananda went ahead of him and told the cowherd boys that were there that when Lord Chaitanya comes, he'll ask you, where is, the, where is Vrindavan? Point south. It's not like that that's where my emperor just moved to Vrindavan, but uh, it'll be an ecstasy, so you won't know the difference. <laughs> So when he jumped in the river and floated down from Katwa to Mayapur and told Mother Sachi to go to Shantipur. Then he floated down from Katwa to Shantipur. So these are like 45 kilometer swims. <laughs> I mean, by road it's 45 kilometers. I don't know by the Ganges curve, so. Maybe 60 kilometers, that's about 40 miles. One year, the local people had a special race from Katwa to Mayapur commemorating Nityananda's swim with like Olympic swimming, you know, swimmers with rescue boats in case there was any difficulty. <laughs> anyway, somehow they're remembering Nityananda. <laughs> And Lord Chaitanya, when he saw the Ganges, he just, he also could not delay to take his bath and dump in. So he said that Krishna gave his mercy to the Javuna, right? Javuna Tila Bonachari, all the time Krishna was bathing in the Javuna. So the Ganga was feeling separation, I'm not getting the mercy. So Lord Chaitanya, he gave his mercy to the Ganges. Even as a child, he was bathed in the Ganges. He regularly went and had his childhood pastimes. One day, there was a Brahmana chanting his Gayatri in the Ganges. And he said the water was like coming up to his neck and going down and coming up to his neck. And What's going on? Why is the river water going up and down? It's not high tide, low tide. Just coming up and down. He looked to his left and he saw there was this golden boy walking on the side of the Ganges. And as the boy was going a little bit up on the river bank, the Ganges water rise up to keep touching his lotus feet. And as he would walk down, then the Ganges level would go down and up. Finally, the boy, what is this? This is a unique phenomenon. It's like as if the Ganges was magnetically attracted to his lotus feet. And then, the 
going on up on the bank too far for the Ganges to reach. And out from the Ganges came the deity of the Mother Ganges, the personification, the deity. Now this sadhu was a devotee of the Ganga. He never in his whole life had seen the deity of the Ganges worshipped every day, puja, tarpana, so many things. There's a special worship you do for your forefathers. When you take your bhagavan and put it on the other side, supposed to have the ladies who just take the water, and then they say the tarpana mantra and offer to the right side. And that offers the benefit of the Ganges blessing to the forefathers. So there's certain people that do this regularly. We all do it during the month of November, during Bhishma Panchaka for Bhishma Deva. Because he has no children. So only the devotees that do for him. Because he was a wife one Brahmachari. So there's this Krishna range that he's Samantha someone's a Brahmachari. Maybe no one will do the Tarpana for him. So Bhishma they took that vow that there are millions of people all over India doing Tarpana and Bhishma Panchaka for him. There were millions or thousands or hundreds or hundreds, quite a few. At least in my upper was 150. So anyway, this Brahmana, he was a devotee of the Ganges. He saw the Ganges rising up and coming out of the river. So he ran over there to see what's going on and bow down. And he saw the Ganges was praying to this golden boy, My Lord, my Lord, bless me. My man offering stutis and prayers. Then she went back into the water and disappeared. So the Brahman knew that Ganga is the devotee of Vishnu. She's the energy of Vishnu. She's the so how is it that she's offering that you he bowed down and said, You must be Vishnu, you must be Krishna. Please reveal to me who you are. There was nobody around there. So Lord Chaitanya revealed his form as Krishna to a boy, to the Sadhu. He said, I come here in this form, in this disguise, to have my pastimes as a devotee. If you want to stay and watch, you can. But if you tell anybody about this pastime while I'm still present on the world, I will transfer you back. <laughs> you won't be able to stay. Top secret. <laughs> okay. Obviously, he told people after what you tell me left, because you know about it. <laughs> That's okay, it was all right. So like that, so many of the pastimes of the Ganges. And then out of the Parikrama, we go to a place called Samudragara, which is the southern tip <coughs> of Navadvip uh, Dham. And there's two pastimes happened there, Samudra Sena, the king on the Dwarka Yuga, who had a fight with uh, Bhishma Deva, Bhima Deva, in order to force Krishna to come and give him blessings. That play that happened there, but also this place is where the tide comes up to that place. And some very high tides, the ocean comes up to touch the tip of Navadip Dam to get the blessings. So one time, the ocean, the deity of the ocean, talked to the Ganges and said, You are so blessed. Lord Chaitanya bathed in your holy waters. The deity of the Ganges told the ocean, But he left me to go to Chaganari and bathe in your waters. So you are more blessed than I am. The ocean said that was for 18 years. He was in Jagannath Puri, but he's eternally residing in Navadip Dam and he's bathing in your waters. And his Aprakadila is unmanifested pastimes. So 
Or like does that past time which we travel we know to Samudra Gara to see the actual place. So it shows that how much connected what Chaitanya is and how much the Ganges is connected. There's a pastime in Padma Puran about the glories of the Ganges. There was one devotee, I forget his name right now, just the name of his devotee, a very auspicious name. But I don't want to speculate. Anyway, he would go every day to the Ganges and uh, bathe, and he would do puja and offer the water to the Ganges. Then he would take a bucket of Ganges water to his house to sprinkle on his wife and children and everybody's hand and use it for his daily worship. There was another so-called Brahmin. He was a Brahmabandhu, born in a Brahmin family. But he had fallen from the standard, something like Ajamiya. He became a politician. <clears throat> he was working in a king's court, like a lobbyist or something. And as a, some kind of a courtier, dressed like the Brahmana, but he was engaged in a lot of sinful activities. He had extramarital relations, he caused one lady to have an abortion, it all really was a low life. All kinds of things he did, involved in murders and trees, so many, but it looked like the Brahmana, dressed like the Brahmana. He, he had a weird, his, his name was, I forget, Bundu, I forget what his name was too, but it was like a, an auspicious name. So he happened to be walking on the road nearby the Ganges, and there was a bull in a warm summer day, just like down here in the natural, it's a bit warm, India it's warm. He was lying across the road. With his tail, everything, the whole road was black, small road. Good road. And this uh, passionate political, political politician, uh, Paulin Brahmin, he was uh, angry easily. What is this stupid fool doing blocking the road, especially to walk around him in the mud on the side? Use this stupid thing, you know. There was a stick that some branches picked it up, gave a big swat to the bull. And this bull was, you know, he's really not disturbing anybody, sleeping. Some crazy guy comes and beats him with a stick. He didn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna mess around with bulls, man. Doing this was a big bull, a pretty big bull to block the road. He got up and started snorting, and that uh, he attacked the Brahmin, the fallen Brahmin. And this happened to have big horns, and he gouged him right in the chest with his horn, threw him up in the air, he flew in the air like 10 20 feet. Held out on the road, his horn had pierced his heart, and he was there lying on the road, dead, instant dead. And the bull went off. And it's all mess with me again. Like Japan says, "Don't trust animals with horns." Hey. Applause. I was once in Mayapur attacked by a bullock. He put the heart right on my neck, pushed, it, uh, pushed me down on the ground. Unfortunately, the horn was too slight on my neck. 
I was what in the hell, I would have been dead. I don't know what I did wrong, but I did, I did something wrong. He didn't like me at that point. He just jumped on me. Yeah, but fortunately, the cowman was there. He knew what he was doing. He started grabbing him and hitting him. He learned that you don't know what you're doing. They can be pretty heavy. So, I had some experience. Of course, also, plows with the bulls. Sometimes you see my pictures in the Chitanya's heard Amino plowing with the bulls, the bullocks. They're quite intelligent. You give you, you know, for horses you have to have straps. For bulls you just give uh, bullocks to give weights to them. In the West they have their own command here, you know, American voice come in. But in India they have a Bengali, I don't know, maybe in different states they have different ones, but I learned the Bengali ones. So you're going and you said you're going to turn left, you're going to turn, you just uh, start giving the command to turn to the bull. In my first time around, I said, Gore, 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 that's what the guy told me, Gore, Gore. Gore means uh, turn in Bengali, old English. And, uh, he turned around. Then he said, oh, tell the one on the left to move over. How do you say that? Say, ba, 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 ba. Left word. It's short for body feet, the ba, ba. And then tell the right one to move over. So turn the one on the right now. So tell him, go, da, 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 da. It's short for Dhammiki, which is right. And then they, whatever you tell them, they do it. And they said, watch out, the, the, the bull's foot is going too close to the cloud. If it hits that cloud, it's cut the foot, the bull will be finished for life. Triple. So then tell me what's the word for that. And he said, say, pa, pa, pa. Watch out for your pada, your foot. <laughs> so I, I learned that's the five, four mantras I learned. They might have some more, but... Elephant has 30 mantras. I don't know how many more that the bulls have. They just got stopped all too. But anyway, I was impressed that they answered the voice commander of people. They also have some healthy respect that they don't want to get in front of the horns. Anyway, this Brahmin, he was finished by the bull. Bull went off. It just so happened the other Brahman who was the devotee of the Ganges coming by with his uh, bucket of uh, Ganges water. And he sees someone dressed as a Brahmana with a big hole in his heart, lying down on the road, and he sprinkles him with the Ganges water. So, oh, poor guy, what happened? He sprinkled some milk oil on his body, and then uh, he went off. As he went off, he started seeing all kinds of Wounded Yamadutas. <laughs> the arms cut with bleeding, you know, smashed. I don't normally don't see Yamadutas, but somehow he was able to see them. And then he, he asked, you know, like, what happened to you guys? What happened to us? It's all because of you! <laughs> because of me? What did I do? It's all because of you! You don't know what you did? We were there arresting that guy, was the worst sinner. We were arresting him. We had the ropes around his neck. And you go and sprinkle Ganges water on his body. You know what happened? Four Yahavishnu Dutas appeared. They told us to get off. But now that body belongs to them. Because purified by the Ganges. We didn't know anything about who these people were. We said, come on, he's a sinner. Did abortion, of course, he did this, killed the guy, buried his body in some remote place. He did so many sins. He did, I mean, he, we got a special, we made a special help for him. We got a designer help. <laughs> but the Vishuddhas, they wouldn't listen to us. They told us, no, you don't know that Ganges is the Charnamrita of Lord Vishnu. When he's been bathed by the Ganges, water, his body is purified, his sins are absolved. <laughs> so, but there was a fight. We didn't accept it. We didn't know. 
When we, uh, we, uh, we, we, were, we, were, we attacked these uh, Vishnu Dutas and they set their Sudarshan chakras on us and he got cut. Look at my hands cut off, his leg is cut. We're all amazed. We're massacred by them. I mean, they didn't kill us, but they did. They, they really, they really were destroyed by these people. And they took by force the soul from that sinful Brahmin and took him back to Godhead. So it's all because of you we're suffering. So when the, the Brahmin heard all that, looked at his little bucket and said, "Wow." <laughs> this water and all that. <laughs> he went back to the Ganges, looked at the same body, even Paulson, but he knew what happened on the subtle plane. Went back to the Ganges, offered his obeisances again and again and again. He composed a hundred prayers to the Ganges. I've been just treating you as ordinarily, <coughs> thinking you as an ordinary, maybe you know, worship you, but not with so much faith. And I know, you know, I just, I just, he was just overwhelmed with devotion, but his faith was uh, so much strengthened by hearing and seeing massacred Yamadutas from his little sprinkling of water. So he was offering these prayers to the Ganges, and the deity of the Ganges appeared to him, which is very rare. And Blessed him. He said, What blessing do you want? He said, Well, I want the blessing. When I die, my body can be washed with your water. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put that in my will also. <laughs> and, uh, and if I can take birth, if I can. Uh, Serve Krishna eternally, to be that blessing. If I'm not able to serve him in the spiritual world, then that I can take birth by your side and serve you. Yes, for some blessings. And then he could have to be in the water with his face and his body. So this other Ganshi is very merciful. We, we, how fortunate we are. I mean, so the people live near the Ganges, you don't take the bath of the Ganges off. And people live in my home and then everyone goes to the Ganges right there. She's right there, so you don't. But uh, people go from a long way, they go for thousands of miles, just to be in the Ganges. And they take for granted out of living and near the Ganges, they throw for granted. They like an always go. Very fortunate I have some disciples that bring up brass containers of Ganges water to my room. So in the morning, the Mangalarat, there's no time to go at base. There's one brass container of Ganges water every morning. Then I go to the bathing in Ganges whenever possible. I will not have some long weeks. <laughs> so, Anyway, we decided that we're going to, so we're doing, we're doing from the Prabhupada Samadhi Ganga Puja. The tourists come and we're going to develop that more and we're going to build some special kind of floating Ganga Puja dots and rafts for, for doing regular Ganges Puja on the side of the Ganges by the Samadhi that the Prabhupada developed, the Prabhupada after seeing all the Ganga Pujas, we saw Rishikesh, Hardwar, Varanasi, Prayag. We thought my uncle can be a candidate. We had to do our own Ganges Puja. Don't you tell me, especially love the Ganges. Prabhupada told us that he wanted to bathe every day in the Ganges and he could have made his life longer. It's also by giving the Ganges a chance of bad health, it's for health. Today is your Puja day, so I thought we should remember. Of course, we can also bathe in the Ganges right here. You know how you do that? 
as you loudly call out the name Ganga, anywhere within a hundred thousand yojanas, which we call the <laughs> we can get the effect of bathing in the Ganges. One, two, three. Ganga! Sindhu. 
but they're being very strong and patient. Prabhupada said, desires are like itching. When you're itching, you want to scratch it. Then there's a desire that you shouldn't fulfill, you have to be patient and tolerate, let it go away. So that, that's very difficult. Then the other side is your mental intellectual behavior. For a while it seems that Jamil was acting quite properly, but you know, he was putting on the show, but in his mind he was just non-stop imagining this lady. Even though he had a beautiful wife, even though he had all the everything needed for a happy normal Vaishnava Brahmana like Brahmana wife. Mentally he wasn't able to control. That's also important that we may physically not break the principle, but if we are mentally allowing our mind to break the principles or to think of objects of the senses in an improper way. That's why the learned fancies uh, with every, mother, every lady as mother except his wife sees other people's property as garbage in the street. There's certain Behavioral norms and their moral guides have also given us. So the mental intellectual behavior, well, that's not visible, but someone has to continually be fighting with the mind. One's not following the sensual activities properly, then mind will be more strong, be more difficult to control, become a Godas sense of a Goswami. The principle of following Vaishnava culture, Vaishnava tradition, according to our respective ashram. Even he was in an ashram, but he Also, the other thing is that we really take shelter of Krishna. That's, Prabhupada was making a point here that's very difficult, unless you're very, just by sheer willpower. They really have to be together, and that brings, I think, your point to the light that we try to do everything right culturally, according to sadhana, according to etiquette. But the other side is we have to take shelter of Krishna. Just like the Bhagavatam says that if a husband and wife have an argument, and the husband gets angry, and wife would be angry, the husband gets angry, rather than coming down to or some kind of domestic violence or some kind of more or whatever, instead of coming down to that level and escalating things, better the husband go for a walk. Retreat. Respectful retreat. Not extend the, the, the argument. So, there are all kinds of guidelines, about, but how are we going to follow those guidelines at the time when we need to? That's why we have to really pray to Krishna every day before the deities not to fall down, pray to the Guru, forgive us for our offenses, give me our protection, or don't fall down, don't mediate. All these things are about mediation. That's our mental and intellectual behavior in one sense, but it's also really the shelter of Krishna. We don't have Krishna's shelter that we're in big trouble. We're having this problem in Mayapur. We've got a multi-racial rehast uh, area, and we're trying to build a community there. We want, we had some Istagostis in the past, we have to have lots of more in the future. More or less, recently, uh, uh, we asked the council to just discuss uh, these issues and the court mainly we asked the pairs and extracurricular affairs. Sitala uh, is right now, I think, acting as the chairman of that, or she was, she's a member, she was chairman, maybe this Gangadas is not chairman. But uh, I get an ex officio representative of the Siddhanta governing council in Mayapur to give their input about the situation. So, for us it's very important to learn that somehow we have a very large uh, 
Brahmachari uh, population, about 500 Brahmachari, maybe that's the largest in the world, I think. And then we have quite a large Vihasta population, also about 4,500 including kids, 1,000 devotees, so it's, it's quite a challenge. How to, so we have a Brahmachari council for the Brahmacharis, we have a Vihasta council, and we're trying to work together. We have that we we can really need the grasses to they're living there and it's different. I mean everybody lives off and I mean mostly a lot of people most people live off the property. So they got they're their own custodians, but we have a situation where living on the holy land, living on the deity's property. So although they're independent grihastas, there's certain norms that they have to follow. How to you know, think goes in such a way that everybody's comfortable at the same time that what Prabhupada wanted. We're looking forward to getting more Prabhupada disciples. <coughs> so we the mind work to help to increase that kind of stature and we have stars from there. Some here some rehastas and Elijah told me they're very interested to go and spend some time in Mayapur. Um, looks very positive. But we have a long way to go. I mean, it's a big experiment. We're kind of in different kinds of communities. And how to have it, and how to help people and back them up. We were discussing last night that if all the devotees and Alakshwa could be active in, in some kind of preaching work, and then there could be established some kind of groups, whether it's a counselor group for the, maybe people the best for initiated devotees. Whether for preaching and outreach, or also be careful for the boys who can invite the Vishnu group, where there's already a lot of non activity going on. Somehow, when people are active with preaching, it helps to purify our heart, to rid us from the offenses that block us from getting the mercy of Krishna. And if people are getting the older devotees and give care to the younger devotees, that would make the whole Congregation that we have here, the big large community, much more protected. Otherwise, if you just start your own, like Achavil, you might be a really good Brahmana, good Vaishnava, but if you're not chanting at 16 rounds and you're not very strong and lust is very powerful, then you're all on your own. It'd be much better if you, have, if you had some backup, you had some counsel you go to, what should they do? You know, as the Guru, I had disciples come with this kind of problem all the time. And I had to give them some kind of way to get more shelter, Krishna, and help them. Those who don't come to me, sometimes I know they have problems. I don't know. So I know that, but what can the one Guru do with so many disciples? We need all the help from all the senior Vaishnavas. And that's where these, how these group programs are very helpful, especially counselor and uh, like you wish, I get more interactive care for the devotees. Namhat is more like a preaching of a little bit of general association. So we're trying to encourage last night at the house program and get everybody could be part of something like that. It'll be very, it'll be good for the older devotees to remember if we get counseling and we see shagurus for younger devotees. It'll be good for the whole community. Whoever wants to get that kind of support. And really, this is a good time to bring it up because uh, we see Ajahnil, he was, uh, he didn't take shelter, didn't have the right support, wasn't very strong in his devotional service, he was worshiping his Shaligram Shilas, maybe, or doing some kind of helping his father worship the Shilas, but it wasn't enough, it wasn't uh, enough to protect him. He lost everything. Only by Sheer mercy because of some Agatha Sukriti. He got it on the rebound and then but it's a lot of people that don't get the same final mercy that Ajahnil did. I'm sure there's a lot of people that. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day, and don't forget to like and share our channel.